Dad podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And he is my dad. And we're going to go ahead and jump in with the question of the day. Here it is. What is something that happens in real life that you never really see in movies? Hmm. That's a, that's a great question. Um, there's so many options. I know there's, there's a ton. Uh, I think one of the things that's just one of the things you never think of when you're young and then you become an adult and you're like, Oh, this didn't happen by itself. Uh, just the, the regular cleaning of the house. Oh man. I mean, it's just one of those. It's eternally dirty. I don't, it, need, I yeah. don't know how it, it, no matter what you do, like you could just clean something and you look and where did that come from? And I live by myself. I don't have small children. Mm-hmm. I don't have a pet. Mm-hmm. And it still gets like that. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating. And, yeah. uh, you know, it makes me miss your mom even more <laughs> because mm-hmm. she just was very good at that stuff. But even then, it's just when you when you're even when you're married, you have kids. Yeah, it's just and movies don't show people just cleaning the house. If they do, it's like a big project or something. Right. It's a one time thing. They don't show you that. Hey, you got to do it again next week. Yep. You know, it's not like, oh, I did it. Mm-hmm. I did my clean. Yeah. For the month, nope. yeah, it's going to need it within a few days. Yep, and and I think that's one thing. Of course, that would be boring to watch, mm-hmm. but movies never portray that side of life. Yeah, speaking of boring, I think a great example of something movies don't show is how bored characters would be in a lot of these scenarios. Mm-hmm. Like, let's look at Lord of the Rings. Right, these people walked. For like a year. That's true. Can you imagine yeah. if you just had day after day after day after day after day of just walking? That's a great point. Man, they don't show you the boring no. kind of walk. The book does kind of describe it. Mm-hmm. So the book does a better job of just of portraying that. But you're never yeah. going to watch in a movie. Like people make fun of how much they walk in the movies. Yeah. yeah. They're like, man, they're walking so much. Like yeah. in real life. Yeah. You would walk for eight hours and be like, all right, I'm half of 1% of, it, of the way there. <laughs> That's true. Not even half of 1%. Yeah. So like a lot of the characters in these movies are like that, or the people mm-hmm. that train. Like you, you're watching this montage of them train for six yeah. months. Yeah. For six months, a lot of these characters don't have move, like music going on in the background like it's in the montage. They're yeah. just sitting there doing push-ups for six hours or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think they show that like, hey... Movie characters would be super bored too, because people yeah. are like they think that boredom's weird or strange. Yeah. Well, it's like I was I was doing my bike ride the other day. I've got a race coming up, and mm-hmm. I mean it was a forty-three mile bike ride, mm. and that's just not. And I have a loop because I don't want to get hit on mm-hmm. dangerous roads. So, so I'm seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I almost know all the dogs who try to chase me by first name, mm-hmm. and and. It's just not the most successful. I have to do things to, to get my mind. When I re- do long runs, I have earphones in and I can listen to a book. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest thing in the world. Right. Because it's true. The regular stuff like that, it's just boring. 
It really it's is. Just, and you have to get used to it. Because I think sometimes we watch movies, we think, well, everybody sh- everything should be exciting and fun. Mm-hmm. And it's just not. No. And that in a healthy life, it's not fun yeah, yeah. and exciting. The person that's living the best life you've ever seen, yeah, it's not always fun and exciting. There's no. mundane parts to every job. There's mundane yeah. parts to every family day. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned cleaning. Perfect yeah. example. Yeah, It's just got to happen. Yeah, and I think if we don't have those, though, I don't think we really appreciate the fun, the good time, those things, mm-hmm. without just the regular boring. I think it's good for us. Yeah, it is. I think it is, too. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the topic of the day. We're talking about food, glorious food. I think that's from Ice Age, right? Like with the buzzards when they were trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they I think to originally it's from like uh, uh, Charles Dickens, one of the Dickens. I think they made it a, a Broadway play, Oliver Twist maybe, ah. or one of those. And I think they did it in... See, I only know the Ice Age version. Know, I'm not Ice cultured. Age, well, the Ice Age version Broadway. is hilarious. That's my favorite version of it. But yeah, we're talking about food. Yeah, uh, We've discussed body image, and I think you're going to have to talk about food eventually I think so. when it comes to having a healthy body image. Yeah. Not only to see yourself the right way, but get to the right point. Yeah. So let's talk about it a little bit. Why do you think food is so important to our health? Well, it's, it's how we get life. I mean, the nutrients, mm. that's what food is designed for. Um, I mean, even though we have a million and a half supplements out there, mm-hmm. it's still food gives you the best. Mm-hmm. And the majority of things to be healthy are going to come with food. Right. I mean, it's and I think uh, the guy you talked about last week, Jeff Cavalier from Athlean X, I think he puts it a great way. You can't outwork out your diet. Yeah. You know, if you eat a bunch of junk, no matter how much you work out. You know, it's it's going to catch up to you. Oh yeah, and so you have to you have to understand that food is a huge part. And if you want to live healthy, your food has to be. I think where you start. I think you have to start with your food. Movement, exercise is important, but it starts with food and just doing something to make it more healthy. And again, that doesn't mean eat stuff you hate. But you've got to eat healthier if you want to live a healthy life, which I think that helps with the whole body image thing. Yeah, it's it's a cornerstone habit. And it's something that's good to talk about because unlike a lot of other things, like we, we've lived in a culture that in some ways does not relate to food healthy. Mm-hmm. It's either the devil to them yeah, yeah. or it's God. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And it's neither of those. It's It's just a part of living a good life. Well, and we have to, like, people today, like we, we talked about bread last week, you know, mm-hmm. so many people today, bread is evil. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, it's bread. It's been around for centuries, you know. Millennia. Yeah. It, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I know. <laughs> so it's kind of important. And, I mean, come on, fresh bread from the oven it's one with some best. butter on it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say it's evil. Now, if you eat the whole loaf, I don't think it's the bread's fault. Yeah. And I think that's the thing we have to understand. Food is not bad. Mm-hmm. It's what we do with it. Dang. You Say know. it again for the people in the back. <laughs> food is not bad. It's what we do with it. Fresh bread is a good thing. Yeah. I understand you want to eat the whole loaf. Mm-hmm. But if you do, that's a self-control issue. It's not yeah. the bread's fault. Yeah. Oh, I mean, bread's oh, not right. over there. You know, hey, hey, 
come on, don't you want another bite? I mean, we feel like it is, yeah, but it's just not. And I think we want food to be the issue so we can blame the food so we don't blame ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think think you're 100% right. I know, like, me and my friends were having, we were laughing at ourselves because I had just gotten a bowl of pasta. Mm -hmm. And I took, like, I was three bites into this bowl of pasta. It was so good. I was already thinking about getting a second bowl. And I wasn't even partway through my first bowl. Yeah. I hadn't actually waited until the end of my first bowl to be like, am I hungry? I was already thinking like not even halfway into my first bowl. Like, man, I can't wait to get a second. Yeah. Like that's not the pasta's problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That that's a me issue. Right. And so we we do have to recognize that. And the truth is, like you said about fresh bread, you can eat pretty much anything, Mm -hmm. anything, literally anything, but you just can't eat everything. Yeah. And I think that's where having a balance, understanding, you know, like we read that book, is it Crave? I think was the name of the book. Excellent book where they talked about having the real thing. You know, we've Mm -hmm. we've got so many diet foods and things we're trying to trick our brain. But when you taste really good, whole, you know, fat, sugar, something, Mm -hmm. it kind of satisfies you to where you don't need 15 bites. Mm -hmm. One bite is good. Mm And I think what you said earlier about the pasta, I think we've lost the ability to savor because mm-hmm, exactly. I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm eating it. I'm enjoying it. But I'm thinking about, should I get more? I'm, mm-hmm. I want to get more. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, I'm going to enjoy this. Yep. Let me just savor this. And that's something I'm trying to do now is slow down, savor more, right. enjoy it, and not think about getting more. Right. Because um, I think that's where, and again, that's not the food's fault. No, that's my fault. And it's almost a skill mm-hmm. because I don't know what it is about food, but it's very easy to go down that road. Yeah, it's very easy to get caught in this like quantity thing. And honestly, I think that part of it is I hate to hate on the U.S., but I think part of it is us in America, mm-hmm. because if you notice, like when I've been out of the country, you go to different restaurants. A lot of times, like, for example, in Europe. They are just disgusted with our portion sizes. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, why do you have so much food? Yeah. And like their portions are smaller. Yeah. And then they just eat that and then they're good. I mean, France, in the book Crave, they used France as an example. Mm-hmm. Like French and Italians both eat crazy amounts of unhealthy food. Yeah. We're talking about butter. We're talking about oil. We're talking about cake. We're talking about ice cream, gelato, all of these things. But let me correct my previous statement. They don't eat crazy amounts of it. Yeah. They just eat those things. And then once they're satisfied, they're done. Yeah. It's like there's this switch that's in our brain that where we're like more, more. Mm -hmm. We got to have more. Mm -hmm. I just had some, but I want more. Yeah. I I took my first bite. I got 20 left, but I want 50. You know what I mean? And so I think that's that's something we got to become aware of. Mm -hmm. And that is really the biggest idea for today is awareness. Yeah, I think being becoming aware of food, I think is one of the biggest first steps. It is. It's almost like for, 100%. you know, and not that we're talking about food addiction, but, you know, for an addict, the first step is to recognize you have a problem. Mm-hmm. I think for us, if we want a healthy body image, mm-hmm. we've got to one, think about our food, which means we need to become aware of what do we eat? 
Because sometimes we eat mindlessly. Mm -hmm. You know, you're sitting there binge watching something, you have a bag of Doritos, mm -hmm. and the next thing you know, you've consumed an entire bag. And when I say bag, I mean like the big bag you buy at Sam's, mm -hmm. which is like 15 servings or something. Yep. But if you're not aware, yep. that is so easy to do. It is. And, and we want to blame the Dorito. Oh, the Dorito is full of chemicals and all this. Well, you're the one eating it. <laughs> you know, and, and to me, it's just become aware yeah, of, right. do I need more? Do I need, do I have I had enough? And I think just that awareness of, okay, what am I eating? Mm -hmm. Like how many calories are in something? That's important. You know, there's, there's plenty of apps out there that can show you, okay, what am I eating? Mm -hmm. How many calories are in it? And mm -hmm. that's what, like for me, when I started really looking at how many calories and sugar how much of that stuff is in, you know, Mountain Dew? Mm -hmm. I started cutting back, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll still have a Mountain Dew once in a while, but it's a rare occasion because in my mind, I'm thinking, is it really worth it? Yeah. Because I've got other options or I could do this later or do that later. Um, like the other day I had a bagel and I ate it before I went and did a long run and uh, it was only 240 calories. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that whole bagel is less than... Yep you know, like a 16 ounce bottle of Mountain Dew. Mm -hmm. And so you start, you, if you become aware, you start comparing. And I think yep. that's a good thing. It is. Because then you start picking. Which one do I really want? You're picking, the food's not picking for you. Yeah, yeah. It's not just all based on craving itself. Yeah. You're actually thinking through it, which is good. Because like another thing about calories people need to be aware of, is make sure to look at the calories and the serving size. Exactly. Because, man, labels can get sneaky. Like, yeah. you'll get a thing, you'll you'll go into the grocery store or whatever, and you buy this bag, and it's like, only 40 calories. Yeah. And it says, only 40 calories for an eighth of a Kit Kat. Yeah. For yeah. an eighth of one bar. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, wait, that means if I eat this Kit Kat here, it's going to be 300 calories or whatever. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you start to do that math, and... Then you get to decide, okay, this is 300 calories and 30 grams of sugar. Is it worth it? Yeah. If the answer is yes, go for it. Yeah. But if it's not, then you can cut back and be intentional about that. Yeah. And I think, again, let's quit making the food behave. Because when we do that, then we tend to go for, well, I can eat more of this because it's, you know, it doesn't have real sugar. It's got fake sugar. The, the halo ice cream. Yeah, yeah. That is supposed to be healthy. Yeah, yeah. The Halo ice cream, or the, all, the, all the diet drinks mm -hmm. that are out there. And and I'm not even talking the chemical side of it. I'm just talking about, is that really the best thing for you no. to drink 15 Diet Cokes just because, oh, zero calories? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but you're kind of tricking your body because mm -hmm. your body thinks you're getting something sweet. Is that really doing something to you? And is that, are you learning self-control? Right. And I think, you know, again, it's not it. to beat ourselves up. It's just to go back to the main goal. Do we want to be healthy? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you want to be a 5% body fat person. Yeah. I'm just saying you want to be a person who the food doesn't control you. You control the food. And I say that as someone who has struggled with that, mm -hmm. you know, because food for me was very much something we're going to talk about in a few minutes. It was a comfort. It was all these other things. You know, and so food became a very important part. Plus, I enjoy cooking. I love eating. Right. And those aren't bad things. I just have to be careful 
that, you know, like if I make a cake for somebody, I don't have the rest of it sitting in my fridge because right. it'll call to me. You know, it's like, hey, <laughs> how about cake for breakfast? You know, yeah. and I recognize that about myself. And because you have developed awareness. Awareness. And that's that's the key, y'all. Uh, one of the biggest things you can walk away with is awareness. Awareness of the calories. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something called macros, which yep. your macros are just the three basic building blocks of food, which are protein, carbs, and fat. Mm-hmm. Keep this in mind, guys. You need to have a certain amount of these things to be healthy. Yeah. Like it's not the the fewer the better. Yeah. That's not how this works. It's not a, oh, the fewer calories you can eat in a day, the better. No, like if your body needs 1,700 calories, yeah, you need to eat 1,700 calories or else you're going to be tired, you're going to be weak, you're going to be mm-hmm. physically having some issues because yeah. your body needs fuel. Yeah, It's just if you need 1,700 calories, don't be eating 3,000. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's so, But don't get caught in that to where you're always saying, oh, I need to eat less of everything. Yeah. It, they have online, uh, me and my wife did it this past week, macro calculators where mm-hmm. you can put in your age, your weight, your activity level, and it can give you some general ranges of, all yeah. right, you need to have about this much. And then you become aware. Like yeah. Something I learned that blew my mind from one of those was I, like somebody my age and weight and activity level needs about over 100 grams of protein in a day. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It is. It's hard. I don't understand how you do it. You got to have like three protein shakes, make a six egg omelet for breakfast. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but now I'm aware because how much of how much protein have I actually been getting? Mm -hmm. Probably not even a fourth of that. Yeah. I was probably having like 30 grams of protein in a day, but now I'm aware. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to develop is an awareness. And awareness I think is better than guilt. Yeah. Because guilt makes you feel like you're, you're, you know, you've got a slave driver whipping you. Mm-hmm. Where awareness, you feel empowered and mm-hmm. you're making the choices. Yep. And I think that helps you develop better habits. You're right. Uh, the one thing I would say that is something you just need to minimize to what you can is sugar. Yeah. Uh, pure sugar, sweets. Those are things like you do. You don't have to cut it out entirely. Yeah. But you do keep it low. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know the International Diabetic Association says less than 50 grams a day mm-hmm. is what they recommend, which is a lot. Yeah. 50 grams is a lot. Yeah. But if you can keep it to 40 or less, power to you. But that's just something to be aware of. Well, and even if someone becomes more aware, they move from 150 grams a day to 75. That's yeah. a good jump. And that's yeah. a good start to just becoming more aware. Yeah. And in, what you do is you just make better choices instead of just, oh, I'm going to drink all diet drinks. Yeah. I know a tip that you said uh, previously that I just want to reiterate is finding the foods that you like that are healthy. Yeah. That's important. Um, give us an example of one that was good for you. Yeah. I love sweet potatoes. Mm. And and I found uh, in Cook's Illustrated, they talk about this way to make sweet potatoes mm-hmm. where you microwave them for anywhere from four to six minutes, and then you bake them. Mm-hmm. And they come out so much better. They really are freaking good, y'all. And, they're and so they're, good. I don't put anything in them yeah. most of the time. Mm-hmm. They don't need butter, brown sugar, any of that stuff. It, it's They have a natural sweetness that comes out. So I love sweet potatoes. I love mushrooms, mm-hmm. peas. There's certain things that I could eat all the time. And so I always try to have those on hand just to, oh, let me throw some of this on or that on. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And I think there's a general principle with finding healthy foods you like. It's also just 
generally being proactive. Mm-hmm. You're always going to make better food decisions beforehand yeah. than you are in the moment. It's the same thing with money. Yeah. You know, when you're doing it beforehand, you're just, you're, you're not as much living from your gut instinct and mm-hmm. you're more living with like, okay, I eat 2000 calories a day. This one burger is 1500 calories. Yeah. Do I want this to be all of my food for today? Yeah. Probably not. It's probably mm-hmm. not that good. Unless it's the most amazing burger, go for it if you want. Yeah. But not me. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So you got to have awareness and be proactive with that. I tell people all the time, one of the best ways to cut back and make yourself healthier is to bring your lunch to work or to school. Yeah. Because then you can intentionally put the stuff in there that you think is good. And when you bring it with you, once you eat it all, it's gone. Yeah, you yeah, can't you, get you make a, you know, like the Japanese, they have the bento boxes with each little thing. Yeah, all that, you know, it's like, okay, I've eaten my lunch, I'm done, you save money, you save calories. And, and I think those are all good things of you being proactive. Does it take planning and preparation? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. But it's so worth it in the long run. All right, uh, let's go ahead and jump into the Q&A section for today. Uh, first question, can a person be skinny and still be unhealthy? Yeah, I mean, if there is such a thing as people who are skinny, but they still are extremely unhealthy, skinniness is not a sign of health. Right. I think in our culture, because we have obesity issues in our country, we kind of look at skinny people as being healthy. You're right. Um, but skinniness doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may just be a person who's one of those naturally skinny people. Do sometimes we get upset with them and we hate them? Yeah. Yeah, but they still need to think about what are they doing that's healthy or unhealthy because if you're skinny, you may think, "Well, I can eat whatever." Mm-hmm. And that's a dangerous place to be. That's true. Because one day it may stop. Yep. You know, and and you may not be that skinny fast metabolism person anymore. And that can be bad or it just be bad for you overall. Well, I've had I've had friends who uh, have struggled with diabetes and were skinny. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like it, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So you can't just automatically assume, oh, I'm skinny, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, next question. And this is very practical. What are some tips on not worrying about the economy? <sighs> Oh, well, good luck. Um, <laughs> it's, I think one, if you're a big news hound, try to limit how much news, what your yep. source of news is, because it'll depress you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just one. And, and number two is understand the Bible talks about worrying. Worrying doesn't do anything mm-hmm. to help. Right. Now, action you know, like we talked about earlier, if you you may have to start changing your lifestyle some, that's a reality. And I think God gives us wisdom to do that. And this may be a good time to look at, okay, maybe I need to cut back on eating out, cut back on this, cut back on that. Mm-hmm. There may be some things you need to or have to cut back on. And that's that's a reality. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a better approach to take to it than just worrying over it. Because yeah. worrying is not going to fix it. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. I think it's exactly what you said. There's kind of two sides to it. Mm-hmm. One is the being intentional, being wise. But two is just watching what you receive and what you think about mentally. Yeah. 
you know, making sure that you're not constantly looking at news or talking to people that are constantly depressed about the news. Yeah. And then also, you, sometimes you just have to make the choice over and over again to focus on the right thing. It's a lot easier to replace an unhealthy thought with a healthy thought. I mean, yeah. this is a relevant one for my life. I, I, Saturday morning, I woke up worrying about money stuff. Yeah. Because uh, Emily, I got her car, like she was driving my car and it got hit. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna have to replace that. Yeah. Uh, we have a graduation coming up that we have to fly to, so we need to pay for that. Yeah. We've got like we want to set up some different insurance policies that we need to do. We mm-hmm. want to do more savings, and all of these things are kind of hitting at once. Yeah. And so, I'm. But the truth is, me worrying about it's not gonna change it. Like what you said. And literally, once I woke up, all those thoughts hit me. Yeah. And then the scripture hit me where Jesus was like, "Who by worrying can add an inch to their height?" or an hour yeah. to their life. You can't. So don't. And you know, God takes care of you. He and it's will, a thing it's of trust. I think if you're worrying, that that a lot of times means, okay, I need to go pray about this. Right. That's because that's point. that's what I've been doing. The last year's been a, a tough one financially. And so I I've had many mornings I wake up just stressing. Right. And so for me it's like, okay, I need to go pray. Right. I need to go pray. And I, I lay it out. I mean, I get really honest mm-hmm. to God. I you tell him to. what I don't like, what I do, you know, and, and I think that's important for us to do. We see David did it in the Psalms. And I think one thing during this economy, you just may be in a tough time. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to go to God with that and not think I need to change something. I'm not saying he's going to fix it the way you want him to. Mm-hmm. But that's the best way to get it out, right? To deal with it instead of just holding it internally, you get it out to him. You pray it before him. Get honest. Yeah. And I think that's a, a way you you build that relationship with him, and you kind of get that relief from it. Yeah, because there's a difference between being physically tired and being mentally tired. Yeah. And worrying will make you mentally tired quicker than almost anything. Stress takes you out. It really does. It does. And. Ultimately, like like Jesus says, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. He is the way to get rid of the stress because you getting to shift your perspective to him yeah. and realize that even if he doesn't do it the way you want him to, he will he will take care of you in some yeah. way, shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, he will. So that's that's the tips that, that we got for that. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the final question. Uh, this is a fun one. What does the perfect day look like for you? Oh, gosh. Um, the perfect day for me is I like to wake up early, mm-hmm. but that means I went to bed at a decent time the night before. Okay. So the perfect day starts by me getting to bed at a good time. Mm-hmm. So when I wake up early, okay, I feel like I've got more of my day. Mm-hmm. So the perfect day for me starts early. Um, I'm, I like getting my exercise kind of out of the way for a day. Mm-hmm. I tried doing it around lunch. I tried doing these things this past year, year and a half. And I just, I keep coming back to, I get it done. It's done. Right. But I also like writing in the morning. So, so I'm trying to figure out the right avenue of that. Cause if I'm going to write and create content, I like to do that in the morning because mm-hmm. I feel more creative in the morning. Mm-hmm. So my perfect day really is doing those two things in the morning, mm-hmm. getting my workout and then writing. Yeah. And that would be a perfect day for me. The rest of the day can be the other stuff I have to do. Yeah. But I like to do those two things first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, 
perfect day for me. I'm a little bit the opposite. I'd like sleeping in. So if I can wake up, you know, between nine and 10, Mm -hmm. that would be cool. Or between nine and 11, depending on how I'm doing. I want to have a good glass of tea. Yep. And I want to sit down and do something like a like a devotional or a study or something mm-hmm. like that and just chill uh have a good lunch i definitely want to a big part I'm, I'm finding this out about myself i love spending time with people yeah so like like my core like my tribe i mm-hmm. guess is what you would call it so if i have an opportunity to hang out with some friends or hang out with you and mm-hmm. we do like a family dinner or spending time with my wife, that is huge for me. Yeah, I love, that's a good point. I love those kind of relational days mm-hmm. where you get to hang out with with different people. Yeah. Um, and then also I'm an anime fan. So if I can get a little bit of anime in there as well, yeah. that's definitely a big bonus for me. Yeah. And probably eating out too. I want to I wanna fit some eating out in. Yeah. I like, uh, I think perfect day. I also enjoy cooking. So true. Cooking a good meal. True. Uh, like made a cake for your wife the other night and that I enjoyed so that. Good. I hadn't done that in a while. So it was, it was a lot of fun to do. Everybody, just for context, uh, we celebrated my wife's birthday this past Friday and oh my goodness, he made this lemon blueberry cake that was better the second time around. The first time around, it was incredible, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it was. Yeah. About the second time around, but it was like the syrup or whatever, the sugar yeah. just soaked into the cake itself. It was really good. Oh my gosh. I got two pieces last night and yeah. we just talked about having self-control, but I did. <laughs> I got two pieces and it was fantastic. Well, I had one yesterday. I've got one more for tonight. And yes, I'm eating I'm another one tonight. <laughs> yep. yep. Gonna enjoy it. Well, it looks like that's about all the time we have uh, for today. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We're hoping that uh, this helped you out. And if there's anything you want to learn more about when it comes to body image or any other context or topics, uh, please let us know. You can message us on Instagram or email us. Uh, We would love to be able to answer and get back with you. And we hope you guys have a good one. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. I have a chair waiting for you.